everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stupid, get it started, get it started, get it started. Let's get it started, let's get it started in here. Let's get it started, let's get it started in You are listening to Fancy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Fantasy Frenemies podcast, and welcome to the inaugural season of our eight-person PPR Dynasty League. I am your host, Brandon Nichols, and joining us are our co-hosts, Trevor Miller, Brian Ream, and Blaze Davis. So it is Wednesday, August 25th. We are getting our Fantasy League underway with our draft. 24 hours from now, we are all preparing, and this very first podcast will be us explaining who we are, what our league is, and then diving into a little bit of our draft strategy, Dark Horse's hot takes, and also finishing up with a love and hate segment. So everyone, we're just going to go around and introduce ourselves to get everyone's voices. So Trevor, you want to go first? Yo, what's up guys? Hi, I'm Trevor, and I'm in Chicago. Blaze. All right, I'm Blaze. I'm in Cleveland. All right, that leaves me. My name is Brian. I am in Washington, D.C. And as I said earlier, I am Brandon, and I currently reside in Florida. So, a little bit about us. We are all just a, a group of friends that love fantasy football and love football in general. And after college, we all went to school in Ohio. And after college, we've all moved away to our separate cities. Not, we not everyone went to school in Ohio. We have one outlier. Oh, we have yeah. One. <laughs> yes. Let's, one outlier. Let's go. You'll, you'll quickly realize that I am a contrarian, um, and I did not go to school in Ohio. Yeah, at first I was going to say we all went to Ohio State, and then I was like, nah, boys went to OU. <laughs> totally forgot about Brian. <laughs> Brian no, I was on the same page as you. I was like, oh, yeah, we went to Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, we all went to high school in Ohio. Yeah, How about so that? We can that, say that. That is perfect. <laughs> all right, one hundred percent correct. <clears throat> <laughs> so we, as we were starting our very first season of Dynasty football, we figured why not start up a podcast as a way just to keep in touch with each other and have some fun. Maybe gain a listener or two outside of like my parents. So well, we'll, my parents we'll aren't even going to listen, so, you know. Yeah, my, my parents have no, no reason to listen to this thing. You know, maybe, I think my dad will, maybe. maybe. You know what? Shout American. out to Mr. Davis if you're listening. Number, big, number big one Daddy super Roy fan. Davis. I can try to, I can try to force daddy. my parents to, but we'll see. Yeah, so a little bit about our league in particular. It is a eight-person league, like I said, it's PPR, and we, what is a little bit unique about this one is rather than a single flex, we're actually doing two standard flex positions, which is a running back, wide receiver, or tight end position. So we got those two standard flexes, and we also introduced a reserve portion of the lineup where you can put, I believe it is three, either rookies or second-year players and I think store it's them. two. Is it two, Brian? Yeah, I think it's two. Taxi yeah. squad. Taxi squad, yep. So you can store those players separate from your bench, but it only is qualified for rookie and second-year players. So as I said in the introduction, our draft is in less than 24 hours. It is tomorrow at 8.15, so we're coming down to the wire. I know Brian and I have been doing mock drafts like crazy because we have nothing better to do, and 
we just miss football. So mm-hmm. in the draft, uh, I have the eighth pick. Brian has the seventh pick. Trevor has the fifth pick. And Blaze, what pick do you have again? I think I'm three. Three. So mm-hmm. none of us have the glorious number one pick to take Christian McCaffrey. But basically centered in the middle and the end finishing up with Brian and I wrapping around the snake. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with a little bit of our individual draft strategies, what, what we're thinking for picks, what maybe uh, what trades have occurred already, because we have had two amazing trades already <laughs> pre-draft day, and then a little bit of our strategy. So, um, yeah. Brian, you want to you take off and talk about those two glorious yes. trades that yes. you made? So, so these trades are involving two members that are speaking to you today. So it's myself and Blaze. <laughs> So these these trades, the initial trade um, was me offering my 10th round pick and 17th round pick, which is the last round, so it's 17 rounds, to Blaze for his 11th and 16th. Um, I, just a little background on me, I like to fuck with Blaze's mind <laughs> on a lot of things. So this is just another step of that of that ladder. And, and so I initially offered him this trade not thinking he would accept it because I don't think Blaze has ever accepted one of my trades. I just offer no, them because they all suck. They all they usually <laughs> suck. Uh, but we we ended up actually playing golf, and the winner got to force the loser to accept a trade, and so I forced Blaze to accept uh, the trade that I offered him. And now Blaze, I don't know if you know this because I don't think I've told you this, but that trade was actually a mistake on my end. I meant to request your 10th round pick and 17th round for my 11th and 16th. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I was like, you got to have like a reason for this yes. if you did Yes. That. And so that was, I played it off as having a reason just to mess with your brain. <laughs> um, but I got cold feet. So the second trade that we both executed was just a trade back. It was a, <laughs> it was a complete redo of the deal. Because one, I thought it would be funny. Uh, to see if I could actually get Blaze to retrade on a trade that clearly benefited him uh, above everything else. And you know what? Yeah. 50-50, I think it, it – one, it either worked and I messed with his mind that much or two, he felt bad for me. Uh, so it's one of the two. And Blaze, I'd like to ask you right now which one of the two was it? I think I felt a little bad. <laughs> yeah. The, but the other half – I didn't give a shit about like the ten and eleven pick or whatever. Yeah, I wanted my seventeenth round pick, <laughs> and that was what I was like deciding the whole time. And that was the deal breaker. That was, and I was like okay. taking so long that first time because I was like, no, my sixteenth round pick. That was it. I was yeah. like, kind of want that pick. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Well, so those are the been the only two pre-draft trades, and and they were basically just for shits and giggles. It it, it means absolutely nothing. Yes, yes. So At the end we, of the day, no one's the wiser, and we had a good laugh about it. Uh, oh, you try to trade another time, too, with, like, four different oh, things. That was, that was, Brian, that was Brian, Brian tried to trade with so many – I've gotten, like, seven Brian different trade requests from Brian. You did we not. I, got, I gave you two, Trevor. I gave you two. Made two actual <laughs> – maybe one actual trade, and then, like, one – like, my 17th for the entire draft. So uh, – Cool, cool off on that thing. Oh, no, I gave you so many trade requests. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I, I did offer uh, Brandon my first round pick um, for a couple of trade, a couple of flip flops, and 
uh, didn't end up taking it. So that was the only other trade that I seriously offered to, yeah. to anybody. I would, to only move up one spot in the first round, I didn't think it was worth losing, like... Was well, I losing, like, it was to move up two spots. Pick? It was to move up two oh, spots. Because you would have had the seventh and eighth pick, I would have had the first yeah. and second and yeah. second round. It was to lose your sixth round for my eighth round. I those, think. those middle round picks are so valuable. They, they are pretty valuable. And... Uh, yeah, so those are the only trades. Uh, now I can, I'm going to actually go into my draft strategy. I have the seventh pick uh, in the draft, and we do snake order drafts. So the seventh pick in the first round, second pick in the second round, and it keeps going down down the snake ladder. Um, so my strategy comes down to a few things is what to ha- what happens at the top. So if a bunch of running backs go, which is what I'm expecting, I'm probably going to go with wide receiver, wide receiver, because I think – I can get good running backs in the third, fourth, fifth rounds, whereas I, I want those elite wide receivers, and I don't want those elite wide receivers going back to the people who already have elite running backs. But if some crazy shit happens at the top, uh, and those running backs drop down to me, then I have to reconsider and, and kind of go a different route. But that's kind of my general thinking at the top of the draft. I don't know if anyone wants to jump in, uh, if they have alternative plans brandon you're the closest to me but trevor you may also have a a different plan than me as pick eight right behind brian we've been sharing mock drafts with each other and we have very very similar ideas where i initially was thinking double wide receiver because if you come away with somebody like tyreek hill and Devonte adams back to back that's a lot of points every week Mm -hmm. in your first two picks but Depending on how things go at the top, I've also got a couple ideas where maybe I could go running back, wide receiver, double running back if the two I like are there. Because there's a lot of middle rounds, like third and fourth round wide receiver depth. You can get somebody like Keenan Allen there. And especially in a dynasty league, since Keenan Allen's a little older, might slip a little bit. There's a lot of really valuable wide receivers in the middle rounds. So that is another feasible option when you're going 8-1 at that turn. So, but, uh, Blaze, you're up there at pick three. You can get one of the big yeah. boys. What do, you, what do you think? I can get one of the big boys. So obviously I'm going to get a big boy. Yep. Um, which big just boy depends do you want? Which one, so which one which do you want? Which, obviously I don't think oh. you're getting McCaffrey. So take McCaffrey yeah, out Yeah, no, no, no. So it's like McCaffrey's Dalvin Cook, boy, but Alvin Kamara. Well, okay, Kevin has the second pick, and I, I just think that Kevin's going to take Alvin Kamara. He's not. He's not. He doesn't like Alvin Kamara. Yes, he does. Kevin loves no, Alvin No, not this year. Not this year. He, he liked him last year. He liked him last year. Drew Brees to throw checkdowns to him every other play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Is Jamie's Winston going to do that? I don't think not so. I don't Taysom, like how Taysom you pronounce Hill. Jamie. I think Swiss. it's going to be Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom Hill, that's who it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he'll take Dalvin Cook. So, Blaze, yeah. that leaves. Do you want to take Alvin Kamara? Because that's a real uh, question. I don't like Alvin Kamara. I would rat. D- Dalvin Cook's my goal. Mm-hmm. I think. But I think you have a chance. I really do think that Kevin might take Alvin Kamara, unless you guys have if talked he decides, to him. Well, no, no, he's taking Calvin Ridley, right? <laughs> so he can eat the cereal every day. Oh, I think he's or, taking Calvin Ridley in the second round. <sighs> Um, I, I honestly, I don't know. Right. I'm not taking Saquon. So, so for, for a little bit of context with this, some of the members of our league um, have inside jokes and running jokes about some of the players. So it may get a little strange with some of the picks 
but for the most part, we're, we're trying to be a pretty pretty standard dynasty league. But you may see a, a Calvin really go a few picks earlier than, uh, than expected. For, for um, the meme. For a, for a meme, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Blaze, I mean, do, what, what, who would you take over Alvin Kamara? Like, would you take Henry? Would you take Jonathan Taylor? Saquon? I mean, Jonathan Taylor would be a good one because he's still young. Mm-hmm. Um... Who's the other one you said? I Jonathan said Taylor, Derrick Henry, Saquon, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley. Would you take Saquon? If, Definitely, if I'm not taking Saquon. Uh, we'll, we'll talk um, more about Saquon. I struggle yeah, we'll with Saquon. Saquon. But Blaze, um, if it if yeah. it makes you feel better about Kamara, his finishes since he came into the league in 2017 are three, four, nine, and one. Although that so, was with Drew Brees. Okay. Every single year. Well, that was with Drew Brees. I, I think if Jameis Winston is the starter, Kamara will continue to be a top five running back. Yeah, this Wait, wasn't that's Drew Brees a big out hit. part of last season? Yeah, yes, he, he was. Broke every yeah. ribbon. Right. And, and Kamara was still number one. So Kamara, I, Kamara wasn't as good when, yeah, when Taysom Hill was bit. there. But that six touchdown... Monster day was really what helped him with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did one have guy. one. He did have one insane. There are a couple players that had insane days last year. Tyler Ty- Lockett, oh, yeah. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> Tyler Lockett, who I traded to Kevin right after. Oh, yeah. Ronald Jones's ninety-nine yard touchdown run that is the only reason Blaze beat me and got the two seed last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anyway, that was a beaut. Uh, Trevor, you have the fifth fifth overall pick, which I would say everyone on this call except for you thinks is the worst pick to have no i don't know what i'm i don't know if it's a good pick or a bad pick it's right in the middle it's a bad pick it's a bad spoiler alert yeah so what what's your strategy going to be because obviously you're not going to have the top three or maybe even top four running backs on the board are you going to go wide receiver or take a derrick henry or saquon barkley man i have no clue i mean uh, I really like would like to take one of the wide receivers. You could you know, not, go tight end. Try, I could. I, mean, I don't Travis, think you could take a tight end that early. I, I just think it's too early for Travis. They're not. Kelsey. I mean, Travis, Travis Kelsey is like twenty nine years old. This is. Di- I mean, yeah, he's probably still going to be really good for a few years. But I just the thing don't is think I got to consider go now is I got to look at the age of all of them. Like, I mean, Devontae Adams. Yeah. How old is he? He's twenty eight. I think. Which isn't, I mean, I, I guess... No, it's no, it's not that old. Not but that old, but like... You also have to think about these elite wide receivers are going to have four, five, six years of decently high-level production left. In right. Them. So yeah. they're going to be good investments long-term, yeah. especially they're if they play with good quarterbacks. quarterback changes. Yes, that's why <laughs> yeah. Devontae Adams is kind of risky, because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there after this year. Well, this isn't this also Devontae Adams last year on his contract? Yeah, but I think he's going to get a new extension... Because he wants to be the highest paid receiver in the league, and the Packers will offer that to him. So if he signs and Rodgers does what I think he does and bolts Dips, after this yeah. year, do you really want to have Devontae Adams on your dynasty team? At least taking up a spot that you could have had, you know, a Justin Jefferson or a DK Metcalf at. So. Yeah. I can't tell if you actually think that or if you're trying to just get me to pass on Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> no, Trevor, I will I, be honest with you. I actually think that. That's, I think that's my real thought. his actual purpose was to not talk about Tyreek Hill at all so that yes. way you don't draft him. <laughs> no, don't worry. Tyreek Hill is the first one that's right here on my list of wide receivers. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. I know. 
I don't think uh, Tyree Kill has been the player I have taken most in my mock drafts, and I don't think I'll be able to take him. I, I started I manually putting him into your pick, Brian, so that yeah. way I couldn't pick him because I knew he yeah. wouldn't be there. Yes, that's true. Um, All right, so yeah, that was a little bit of draft strategy. We obviously don't want to give away too much. Um, outside of Blaze, I guess the rest of our three first round picks are kind of up in the air. We really don't know. Blaze is probably going to get one of the one or two running backs he's looking at, but are there three that's it's really up in the air? We'll have to see. Twenty twenty two hours from now, it would all all be unveiled. So we're going to transition now into talking a little bit about how our fantasy teams went last year. We were in a ten man league last year, I think it was, and we kicked some of those people out. 12. Now we're into this separate league. Was it twelve? Was it twelve last year? Okay. Yeah, I think so. twelve. Okay. We switched out some people that weren't very good and didn't care. Brought in some new people, and that is our mm-hmm. other twelve-man league. Yeah. So, and keep in mind this: the twelve-man league that we've done before that was a redraft league. So this is our first yeah. time doing dynasty. Yeah. That was you know we had our teams uh, every year. Um, who ended up winning that? I, uh, I don't uh, who won that, Brian? Yeah, that was me. That was me yeah, that won that. I, I do remember. Actually, Somehow, is after it, the monumental stupidest trade in the It's not universe, a stupid trade if I won. Playing. It's not a stupid it, trade no, it, if I it won. it is a stupid trade because it didn't help you at all. Yeah, it did. It helped me put Justin Jefferson in the game who was on the bench scoring 40 points yes, a week. Yes, but, but the guy the you replaced Justin Jefferson with was <laughs> Devontae Adams. You replaced Devontae Adams with Justin Jefferson. And I, I'll give you this. It's not that big of a, of a decrease. But Devontae Adams was the best wide receiver in fantasy football history last year. And it wasn't close. For, for the he listeners outscored- at home here, I had the, the four wide receivers before that trade I had on my team were Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Justin Jefferson. It was the were, luckiest wide receiver draft I've ever seen. Uh, four yes. of the top mm-hmm. five fantasy receivers from last year, if I'm not yes. mistaken. But, and, <laughs> and so, keep in mind, though, when he traded Devontae Adams... He didn't get Justin Jefferson. Oh no, he I already know. had Justin Jefferson. He already he had got okay. a bag so, of chips and a hot dog. <laughs> so the actual Adams. trade, Trevor, because his wide receivers were so good, there was a position group that he was lacking. He did oh, not have I was so bad a running second back. running back at all. He was so bad at running back. So being mm. the kind-hearted gentleman that I was, <laughs> and after Devontae Adams had had two bad games in a row, I believe, he was injured for one and he only had like two catches in the other. This was beginning of the season, Devontae Adams. I offered Trevor, uh, I believe it was Miles Gaskin and Cooper Cup for Devontae Adams and James White. I dropped James White after that, but and James White. (laughs) And he accepted that trade. Now, Devontae Adams was, again, the best wide receiver in fantasy football history. And Cooper Cup didn't play a game for Trevor. No, I didn't need him to. <laughs> Miles Gaskin. No, Miles Gaskin did great for no, me. No, no, he no, was no, a no. fantastic running back. I've got to correct myself. I got to correct myself. It wasn't Miles Gaskin. I traded him Cooper Cup and Todd Gurley. Oh, that's it. Was Todd Gurley? That's right. <laughs> it I, it was I picked Todd. I picked up Miles Gaskin. That's right. Okay. Oh. He had to pick up Miles, and the original trade that he was going to accept. Was Devontae Adams and Miles Gaskin for Todd Gurley and Cooper Cup? 
Because he, I had offered that trade, and he had to be talked out of accepting that trade by, you know, a couple other people in the league. So, Trevor, as much as you you hold the trophy, you are deserving to have won our fantasy league. Oh, it doesn't matter. But you are on the wrong side of one of the worst trades it doesn't in matter. the history of fantasy football. And you matter. can continue to say how much it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, it was... It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was never worried about it, so... Okay, all right, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know how Bet. it happened, well, but... Uh, I will say, isn't this the top four finishers yeah, is, in that yeah, league? Yeah, this, so. this was the... Yeah, this, this, so yeah, we were, we my, were the top four. My team from the ashes of injury yes. hell. Yeah, oh, Bra- Brandon did have Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb were his my, first my, two picks. My three running backs that I started week one were Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, and Raheem Mostert. By week <laughs> three or four, all three yep. of those were injured. <laughs> yep. How mm-hmm. I got through the year, no idea. Yep. I had my McCaffrey with my first pick. Played one game for me, pretty much. <laughs> Sucked. But then that one game he came back in, like, well, like week yeah, 10 or yeah, something. Yeah, like, got me, like, 40 <laughs> yeah. points. Helped me win my game, and then he was out. So I was like, okay, he did what he needed to. <laughs> All right, Brandon, do you want to go on to our, our dark horses yeah, now? Let's, let's get into dark horses slash hot takes. So we're, we're going to start with what rookies we either love or hate. It's completely independent. People, you guys can pick either somebody you want to glow about, somebody you're going to draft in all your leagues, or somebody that you will avoid like the plague. So whoever, whoever wants to go first with their, their big rookie pick. All right, I'll, I'll go first. And, and for Everyone just be aware, I am an Ohio State fan, so I am a homer when it comes to Ohio State players in the NFL, and I, I just think that Justin Fields is going to do great for the Bears. Also, I am moving to Chicago, and I'm going to have to be a default Bears fan, so that just also makes it even more uh, that I want him to do well, and I think he's going to do well. I, I think that, uh, well, who's their wide receivers? Allen Robinson's their number one wide receiver. Who's who? What other wide receivers do they have in Chicago? They've got Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Mooney, he's good. And that I don't know. I think they traded Anthony Miller, so uh, they yeah. Have, so was, I was like, have, I thought they had Miller, Jimmy Graham, and Cole. Komet. He did get traded. Jimmy Graham, and then David Montgomery in the backfield, which who, he's a, uh, I think yeah. would be could, could he's be a, a decent he's a decent running back. So I just think that. The offensive pieces that he has around are going to be good, and then the Bears' defense is always good. So, like, if 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 he can just play decent enough, I think they can be a playoff, con- the wild card contender. They're not going to beat Green Bay, but I think that Justin Fields could lead them, maybe to an. Well, I guess they're seventeen games now, nine and eight season. I guess I'd have to look at their schedule to see exactly who mm-hmm. they face, but I think that they. Well, could. so Trevor, for fantasy purposes, do you think Justin Fields is going to be the starter week one? Because. If your if your quarterback is Justin Fields as your number one quarterback, he's gonna have to be playing. He's gonna have to win that role. So do you think he's gonna? Oh well, that wasn't just for fantasy sake. That was just for football sake. I guess for fantasy well, yeah. sake. Um, for fantasy. I mean, I don't think he'll start week one. I think he'll start week two. So you're not drafting him. So no, I drafted him in my other league. So who is where are you drafting? Are, are, are you oh, drafting I drafted him in the last round. Okay. Okay, all right. All so right. You're t- it's a flyer well, this guy. Is, this isn't think. only a fantasy podcast. We can well, talk that's, about what the, the, that's what the topic was meant to the be. The segment was literally who you would draft or not. 
I thought we were just talking about. All right, that's okay. I misunderstood. <laughs> no, I thought failure. it was just on to the next. Brian. I thought right, it was uh, just uh, players uh, oh, wait, we liked. Or boys. boys no, have this is to say. okay. Speaking of failure, we just. When you're in Chicago, Justin Fields, you got to watch out for him stealing your oh, girl whatever. again. Yeah, that okay. That's a story we can tell on another <laughs> episode of this podcast. Next um, new segment, Trevor yeah. Story Time. <laughs> yes. All right. So one rookie that I am very very excited about that I hopefully would love to draft. I don't think I'll be able to draft him um, based on what my picks are, but I, I really like Javante Williams, um, Denver Broncos running back. I, I forget where they drafted him. I think it was in the second round. Uh, but he, I think he's going to be their number one running back by the first few weeks of the season. I think Melvin Gordon and him, at worst, are going to split carries. And I also think Denver's offense is is very good outside of quarterback. And I think he could, I think, I mean, I alluded to the past. I think Aaron Rodgers, his, his like most probable destination is Denver. And so in a dynasty league, you got Javante Williams, and then put him with Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, I think he's going to explode. So that's one guy I really am looking forward to having, at least in our Dynasty League. That's yeah. a big assumption that Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. There, Brian. You have to think it's about. a good fit. It's something you have to think about when in Dynasty football. And they're definitely going to make an upgrade at quarterback. I don't think Drew Locke is their long-term answer or well, Teddy Bridgewater. No, I don't think I think Drew Locke, if he's going to break out, it'll be this season. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Drew Locke is like Drew Locke on has, the same level as yeah. like Baker, like production. I I would be surprised. I'd be um, shocked. But but he has all he he might have a better he might have a close to comparable skill group that Cleveland does, just with the pure talent on the team. So yeah. if he's not that level or or at least showing promise, they're going to have a new quarterback there, and it's either going to be a high level rookie that they trade up for. Or a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who they just trade for uh, from a different team. But yeah, that's that's my rookie, and I think I think he'll be he'll be really good. Blaze, who do you got? So I'm going to go on the opposite, and one rookie I'm not going to touch with a ten foot pole is Najee Harris. Oh, you're yep. not I going to? Yeah, oh. I don't like the Steelers' offensive line. It's terrible. I I don't think it's going to work out. Interesting. Okay, I thought when you when with, with when you said Najee Harris, I thought he was going to be like your guy that you go for. But interesting. Oh no 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 oh, no, okay. no. I I would also avoid Najee Harris with a thirty nine and a half foot pole. I was teamed no Najee Harris until like a week ago, when I realized that he's probably going to get between like twenty and twenty five touches a game because they're going to force feed him the ball. I guess. And with that won. much volume on a decent team. He's also a rookie, so like you could just you could yeah, get production true. out of him this year just because he's getting so many touches, and then you also have him on your team from here on out because he is a rookie. And the Steelers yeah, are just a good fair. organization; they'll always yeah. be decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think rookie running backs in dynasty, especially, I think it's very hard to avoid just because one running backs typically last not that long. So once you get to mm-hmm. twenty eight, twenty nine years old, that's kind of like your your cap like that's when you end being like high level production so getting them early i think is a good thing even if they're not maybe gonna live up to their draft value in, in year one i would say in a redraft don't touch Najee harris i don't like him this year but in the future if pittsburgh gets a new quarterback because big ben retires or they upgrade that offensive line 
Um, definitely. I think in the future, Najee Harris could be a really good player. All right. And for me, staying in the division, it's Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase, talent-wise, probably you could debate him being the most talented receiver in the draft above Devontae Smith, despite Heisman. I know he got drafted number one receiver in the draft at pick three. I just think that offense is going to be a hot pile of garbage. Joe Burrow, I like Joe Burrow a lot, but he's probably not going to be good until halfway through the year, maybe. And also you have Joe Mixon, who gets a lot of touches. And then you also have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, who deserve a lot of touches. Mm -hmm. And also keep in mind, Jamar Chase hasn't played football since LSU won the national championship game. I forgot he took last So he's he's rusty. The offense is going to be rusty. Their offensive line still is terrible. Terrible. So bad. So I I think he's going to be good. But, like, this year I – I, I think I would make the volume argument with Jamar Chase as well because if last year was any indication, this Cincinnati team is going to throw the ball a ton and their defense is still bad and I think their defense got worse because they lost a couple of good players to free agency and they didn't really replace them that well. So their offensive line's bad, so their running game's not going to work that well. I, I, actually, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that a little later. But... I think they're going to be throwing 40 times a game. And I think Jamar Chase is the number one receiver there. I think he's the best talent. And I think he's going to have that connection with Joe Burrow already built in from LSU. So I think Jamar Chase is actually going to be a really good receiver or for a rookie. I think he's got a really good year. I don't know if he'll match a, a Justin Jefferson type of year. I don't think he'll be that good. But I definitely think he'll, he'll be a top 25 receiver um, in fantasy football this year. So I would... I would take Jamar, especially in a dynasty where he's going. He's going in the like fifth or sixth round. I would definitely take Jamar Chase. Um, yeah, I mean, I think forward. he's going to be good. I just don't know, given the state of the offense and the rust factor, yeah. if he's worth mm-hmm. being the first rookie off the board. Where he's not the first. Najee Harris is the first rookie. I'm at wide receiver. I'm at wide receiver. Oh, okay, yeah. Because oh, Devon- Devonta Smith, I think he's is- much better. Devontae Smith, though, is the only person outside of Goddard that you could even want want them to catch the ball, or even that could catch the ball, theoretically. But he's 160 pounds and, you know, 5'10". He's going to get lit up. He's already injured. He won the Heisman at Alabama. Yeah. I I think the durability questions are a little... I don't know. I think think Devontae Smith could bust. I mean, he could. But then, I mean, you still have Jalen Waddell, who I think is going to be really, really Mm -hmm. good. But um, all right. So that that wraps up rookies. So now we're going to transition to who we got for comeback, not necessarily player of the year, but who we think is going to have a really big bounce back year given their production last year. And I'm go- I'm going to start off with a, kind of a surprising pick for comeback player of the year, but Ezekiel Elliott. I think out of us, who would say Zeke had a poor year last year? Oh, I, oh I think he had a bad year last year. I think he had a bad year on his standards. I know what you're. I know what you're going to bring up. <laughs> so we all we all thought Zeke sucked last year. Mm-hmm. Zeke finished as running back nine with the Dak Prescott injury and being terrible by our standards by Zeke's standards. So he's the 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 floor with Zeke is running back nine. And you can get him in the second or third round sometimes because people are just sleeping on him. When, when Dak Prescott was healthy in those first five games with Prescott, 
He had 28 points, 22 points, 18, 21, and 24. So I think he's going to be in better shape. Hopefully Dak's healthy. The team will be better. I think Zeke's floor is top 10 running back. I think he could easily be top five, maybe even top three, if we get a little more prime in shape Zeke. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know about top three. Maybe even top five, I think, is pushing it. But I think he'll definitely do better this year than last year. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm drafting Zeke if he is available. I think Zeke, I think it's better. If somebody's floor is, wide, is running back nine, I don't think you can go wrong outside of injury. I mean, no, there's, I, they're, I agree. They're, they're still technically an RB1 for anybody in our league then, technically. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. So, Trevor, I, I know we have very similar picks for comeback players, so you want to you wanna go back into yours? Yes, uh, my comeback player is uh, Fitzmagic. Um, I just... I love Fitzmagic. I know he's played on so many different teams, and he's always just kind of the guy that's just kind of, like, there. Like, no one ever drafts uh, Fitzmagic. But, like, he now has, what, Curtis Samuel and... Um, uh, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin is his two wide receivers, which, again, Ohio State guys, I know, whatever. They're both very good wide receivers. And uh, Fitzmagic, uh, Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, whatever, he can sling it. Uh, so, and Terry can catch anything. So I think, and then with it, what, Antonio Gibson is, is a running back. I'm sure he'll have lots of check downs to him. I just think that Fitzmagic's going to have, have a good year on um, on the Washington football team this year. I don't know. He was fine in the Dolphins last year until they started putting two and rotating him in and out. Now that he's the really the only quarterback that Washington has, like <laughs> Heineke. If you really, if you really want to say uh, what Taylor Heineke is their backup quarterback, who I guess kind of ran through that Tampa Bay defense in the playoff game, but <laughs> that was maybe because he never played a like what like a snap in the NFL before. Um, but like I said, I, I just think Fitzmagic's gonna have a, have a good year. Maybe maybe a quarterback two, backup quarterback. Put him in on your quarterback ones uh, on your quarterback ones bye week, or if your quarterback one has a hard opponent or something. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a, definitely a quarterback two. Yeah, um, I would I would draft him late, like a late late round, kind of if I you know my quarterbacks are a little weak, which usually I don't prioritize quarterback in my leagues, so might be a case. Yeah, if you if you go somebody young early, like a Justin Herbert esque early quarterback pick, to where in a dynasty league you have your quarterback future solidified for forever. Yeah. If you Vine Fitzpatrick is a perfectly fine backup quarterback, could yeah. be top. And 10. I I think I think the Fitzpatrick thing is pretty much the same thing as a as a Tom Brady is that you you want a veteran quarterback who throws a lot, in a offense that has good skill position players. So Tampa Bay, I think, is a little better of a situation just with wide receivers. But, you know, Washington, for all the, the jokes that their offense isn't that good, I think they've got pretty comp- comparable uh, skill position players. And this is also outside of fantasy. This was another one that was half fantasy, yeah. half just, I think the Washington football team is going to be good. I think that they're going to be, like last year, what they won to the, the division under 500. I think that they'll 
probably can probably can win nine or ten games. Don't this year, don't worry, so. Trevor. In the next episode of our fantasy football podcast, we'll specify <laughs> that these players are related to fantasy football. <laughs> we said that it was going to be fantasy <laughs> and normal, but that's okay. Um, like I not said, really no. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I'll I'll throw another one out there. Um, I'm going to throw out Clyde Edwards Elair. Um, last year, he was a first round draft pick as a rookie. Um, because he is playing for the Chiefs, so he's playing for the best offense in the NFL, and he disappointed a little bit. But I think another year in the Andy Reid system, um, a much, much, much better offensive line, I think, is another big thing, is that he's going to have people to run behind. Um, And then there's really no other players in that Kansas City offense that are going to take too many touches away from him. Um He's just by far and away a better player than a lot of the, than all their other running backs. So I think he's going to get the vast majority of the carries. He's going to get a lot of catches, and he was their goal line back. So he, I think he's going to get a lot more touchdowns than he did. Um, so I think you can get Clyde in the in the end of the second into the third round in a lot of drafts, and I think he's going to be a player that finally lives up to a top twelve running back hype. Um, he's one of the guys I'm actually. Maybe hoping I, I'd target him in our dynasty draft. I'm not sure if he'll fall to me, but he's one of the guys that I would really like to have, especially because he is still very young. He's 22, 23 years old, and I think he's going to have a big bounce back year, and I think he's going to be their number one running back for a while. Yeah, I think he's actually younger than Najee. I think still. so. Yeah. So a lot of youth, hopefully a lot of volume, since mm-hmm. he's the main feature back in that offense this year. I, I agree. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Turn of the mm-hmm. second, third round, definitely somebody to look for. Going back to quarterbacks, um, I'm going to change up my comeback. Originally, I had McCaffrey, but obviously he's going to come <laughs> yeah. back because he's a beast. I'm going to go for my, my man Joe Burrow. I know that that offensive line is pretty poo-poo garbage, <laughs> yeah. but and coming off that injury is just insane where his whole leg got destroyed pretty much. It wasn't just like an ACL or whatever. It was every part of his leg. <laughs> and that might be the the homie and me coming from my boy from OU, but I think he's going to at least do pretty well this year cuz when he was in like peak form last year, he was slinging it. Yeah. During like that one Browns game, it was just back and forth, 40, 50 plus passes. I think like if you're throwing that much, you're going to get points. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree, only and I think they're going to be trailing a lot. Their defense is oh, pretty yeah. bad. Their yeah, so they're going to be throwing throw. it a lot. And the thing that worries me is if you look it up, his like downfield like twenty plus yards is awful. Like his accuracy is atrocious. Yeah. Oh man. So, well, uh, um, for the think... for the sake of time, we're gonna we're gonna skip emerging stars. I think unless somebody oh. you have a burning desire to talk no. about, that is fine with me. Maybe we can do that after the draft and pick one. All right. more teams. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. No, that I think that actually works better because yeah. hopefully I draft the guy that I have listed. Yeah. I would be <laughs> very happy. Exactly. So we're gonna transition into uh, love hate here. So we got. Oh, are we not doing hot takes? We gotta do hot. Oh takes. yeah, hot takes, hot takes. I hot takes. forgot about hot takes. Brian, since you're so eager, you wanna you wanna kick it off? Yes, yes. So I've kind of alluded a little bit to my hot take. In a couple, and this is kind of relating to our Joe Burrow conversation we just had. My hot take is that Joe Mixon is going to be a top five running back this year. Oh, I think Joe Mixon is going to be a top five running back this year. 
because he's like gonna have so much. I just don't think so. Joe Mixon, yes. Do you? Trevor, with, not, with, with that he offensive top, line, he, he was, was a top twelve running, running back behind. last year. He was a top twelve running back last year. I just don't see it with the injuries with backup quarterback. He was amazing last year. Not amazing, but he was really good last year. He's gonna and touch I the think ball so many times. They're gonna throw. He's gonna get a ton of catches. He's the only running back that's any semblance of good there. Um, they got rid of Gio Bernard, so he's gonna get even more catches that he didn't get with Gio. I think he's just gonna. He's the only running back that in that offense that's gonna get. He's gonna get 80, 80 to ninety percent of the touches in, in in the backfield. I think and Joe that Mixon's, offense is gonna have a lot of touches. I think Joe Mixon's either gonna get hurt because there's no one blocking for him, or they're not gonna get a chance to use him because they are down by so much. Well, yeah, it's gonna be screen games. They're gonna be quick throws out of the backfield. Joe Burrow is going to be at least for the first few games. He's gonna be pretty skittish in that pocket. He's gonna to want to dump that ball off quickly. And, and Joe Mixon is going to be the only guy that's open on that team usually in the first second or two. So I, 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 I'm adamant that Joe Mixon is going to be a really, really good player this year for fantasy. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, Blaze, what do you think? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I just think that offensive line, I think their defense is poo-poo garbage, yeah. so they're going to be like behind so much that they're just Joe Burrow is just going to have to throw well, it the whole time. Well, here, how about this? Do you think that Ezekiel Elliott has the chance to be a top-five running back? Because Dallas's offensive line is they're, – they're all right, but they're nowhere near where they were. It's, yeah. it's a similar wide receiver situation where you got a lot of talented guys, a lot of throwing, but – they always find room to run the ball, and they always throw it to their running backs. And Dallas's defense is also just like disastrous. So I don't want to compare the skills because I think Dallas's offense is just better. But it's I think it's the same type of same type of situation. And if it can happen for Zeke, I think it can happen. Maybe there's a, a lower percentage, but I think it can happen for Joe Mixon. I mean, I just think that Zeke's a better running back overall than Joe. Yeah, but I don't think it's it's that much of a of a gap anymore. I think maybe coming into the league, Zeke was far better, but Zeke's older now. Zeke's not as good of a running back as he was. That's true. Yeah, Trevor, I am for some reason I am dying to know your hot take because I feel like it's either <laughs> going to be a revelation. Or I'm going to want to shut my laptop. It's not going to be fantasy related, is what it's going to be. <laughs> well, I got to rethink my hot take. Yeah, because oh, it was, it was just right. it was just it was just about like the team saying, "Oh, I think this team's going to do great this year." No, no come back to me. I got to rethink my hot take. Trevor, right. this is a fantasy football up. podcast. Come. We're Please talking about our Trevor's fantasy football league. Ineptitude. All right, I mean, boys. I wish I had. I wish I had better news, but my hot take was also just regular football. Okay, you know what? You guys keep it. We'll we'll, we'll wrap it up with you. You, All right, Brandon, what's your hot take? You obviously thought about it a lot. Mine is that Terry McLaurin plays himself into top five wide receiver territory this year. Everyone on this podcast knows that I love Terry McLaurin. Terry Mm -hmm. McLaurin is one of, if not my favorite player in the entire league. I will trade a lot for Terry McLaurin if I don't get him. I just love Terry. Last year, Terry McLaurin finished his wide receiver 20, which isn't great, but like, given the shaky quarterback play, that's all right. It's all right. So mm-hmm. I dove in a little more. If you take out the Rams, Steelers, and 49ers games, where that the 
the football team just got absolutely destroyed. And he scored like two points in each of those games. He averaged in PPR leagues almost 18 points a game in the rest of the games he played in. Mm-hmm. Which is top 10, close to top 5 in terms of just PPR per game scoring. Yeah. And then you add in to better offense, and Fitzmagic is far superior in throwing the ball deep down the field than Alex Smith. Like, yes. love Alex Smith. Can't believe he played on one leg. <laughs> but Terry McLaurin is a deep threat, and Fitzmagic will throw the ball even when he's not open. Even if Terry McLaurin's not on the field, he'll just throw it in hopes that he just, like, runs from the <laughs> sideline and catches it. Mm-hmm. That's just who Fitzmagic is. So I think Terry McLaurin has an amazing year. If you can draft him in Dynasty Leagues, amazing because he's still super young. Just yeah. Terry McLaurin should be on your team. I love the guy. I think he's going to be great this year. I I I. I don't know if he'll be top five, but I think he definitely has the, the chance to be. I think that offense is going to be a lot more throwing and a lot more throwing, like, not behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> um, although I would like that because Antonio Gibson, I think, is going to be a really good player. Um, and I think he'll get a lot of catches. But I think Terry McLaurin, he's a clear number one. They did bring in Curtis Samuel to be the number two wide receiver. But, you know, there's still he's – st- he's not – like an elite level wide receiver. So I think Terry McLaurin definitely has a chance to be like that. All right, Trevor, non-fantasy. Okay, I think that Jameis Winston will lead the Saints to a wild card berth. I don't know how hot that is, but I think that Jameis Winston will end up being the starting quarterback. And that's, I think the, he, that's the hotter take. Is, is he going to lead him to a wild card while holding a clipboard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't even think Jameis Winston will be the starter. I think that he'll take over the starting job because Taysom Hill can't do anything. Taysom Hill's not that great at throwing the football. No. But he'll do everything. I, I don't think Sean Payton thinks he can do everything, but he can't. Yeah. See, see, I would, I would want to disagree with you, but the only other teams I think could earn wildcard spots are, like, every NFC West team. <laughs> um, but, like, that's it. So that's that's only three teams ahead of them. There's three wildcard spots. So if they beat – if they, like, get a better record than one of those teams, I think they'll make the playoffs. Because I think the NFC is just garbo, aside from, like, two or three teams. What, the Packers and – Packers, Tampa, and, like, L.A., maybe Seattle. And I think the, the rest the are, like, not team. good. Foot, mm, the football team win the NFC least, but that's just. I don't think the football teams win in the. I think the Cowboys are going to win that. I know, I, football uh, team wild card. Ah, no. Fitzpatrick, as soon as he gets on a good team, he starts sucking. I don't think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. I think they will. Uh, that's a. That's a. Different, maybe no. that's my hot take. Jay, the Cowboys are make win in maybe, the NFC maybe least. Maybe the sh- playoff predictions. Throw that on next show. <laughs> next show. Okay. Now I'm turning. I'm turning into Skip Bayless. I'm rooting for the Cowboys. <laughs> I have the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> J- Jameis Winston going to be the starting quarterback by week five and lead the Saints to the playoffs. You know what, Trevor? Since we're on the topic of Skip Bayless, if. If Jameis Winston starts more than 13 games for the Saints and they make the playoffs, I will drink Henny on the pod. Please do. In honor of Shannon Sharp. (laughs) Okay, there's a bet. We got it. All right, right. boys, be better than Trevor. Yes, please. So I'm going to dig deep for this one. This one's going to be steaming off the grill, the hot charcoal in there. Okay. I think my boy, Gardner Flint Minshew II, 
is going to be a top five quarterback. <laughs> in what? what the fuck? That is just, that is just unbelievable. It's just wrong. <clears throat> Case number one. My man is taking this quarterback, like, competition so seriously that he made himself constipated as to not have anything to do with number two. Oh, my God. Need I say more? <laughs> you know what? If you had said he's going to be a top five quarterback in preseason football, I may, maybe have went with you. But there is no way that Gardner Minshew is playing more than, like, a couple quarters, unless Trevor Lawrence literally gets decapitated. All right, we'll see. All right, I will. I'm saying they're by this. Blaze, Blaze, name your price that I will bet with you, <laughs> and I will accept it. <laughs> oh. I'll go fifty dollars. Oh, all right, wow. fifty dollars. Okay. All right, all right. So I'm betting fifty dollars that Gardner Minshew <laughs> won't be a top five quarterback in fantasy. Yep. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Um, All right. Unless Trevor Lawrence retires to become one of the one of the models that you see on the hair dye boxes and Target, there's no and, way on. Well, Earth yeah. That not only possible. does Trevor Lawrence have to retire, they have to trade for Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey <laughs> to even get any semblance of offense on that team. No nah, man, Travis Etienne. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that because say, that was that was complete bullshit. Right. Yeah, I can't believe we saved them for last. Hey, I know, that I, I love it. Was right. that not a hot take? That was really. That's the definition of a hot take. That's the definition of a hot take. Blaze, good job, Trevor. All right, we gotta Shut move up. on because we're kind of so we're, we're, we're getting crunched for time. Last yeah. say we segment should, of the night. Wait, let's just pick one of them to do love hate since we're getting. We still got a little time. We'll okay. Yeah. We, we, we can have. We can. So do. first, love hate. We got either a player, uh, <clears throat> a positional group, or just a team in general. We're gonna around either tell why you absolutely love it or why you really, really hate it. It's <laughs> hopefully we picked four controversial topics where we're gonna kind of have a variety of opinions. So first up is Saquon. Love I know him. Saquon is otherworldly talented. Quadzilla. Everyone loves Saquon, but coming off another big injury, don't know if he's going to be ready for week one. What do you guys think? I think Saquon Barkley is going to be back to being, you know, really, really top top five Saquon Barkley. I, ho- um, I, I hope that he is. I just don't I, know. I think, mm-hmm. he, I think he will be. I think that Giants offense is going to take – there's a lot of receivers there that are going to draw some more attention. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is that good of a quarterback, so I don't no. think the passing game is going to be that good, even with more wide receivers. Um, and I think Saquon Barkley is going to get a lot of catches, and he's going to get the he's going to be the only running back that gets any carries, you know, when he's healthy. And I think he'll be healthy. He may you know miss one game, but even if he misses one game at the beginning of the year, or you know is limited to a few to like fifteen carries or fifteen touches, I think he's still going to be a top you know six seven running back the whole rest of the year. Or like in total, so I I love Saquon Barkley. I'm just weary of his injuries. I mean, because he got he was injured last year. What was he injured the year before too? Yeah, 
For a was, little bit, yes. Yeah, I was like, he's been injured at least part of the last two seasons. I'm sure he'll give you... He always gives you a few good games. I mean, his first game this year, I'm sure he'll do great because he wants no. to prove something. Like, I just, I just don't year. know. Well, okay. <laughs> last year, he didn't... <laughs> <laughs> he scored Brandon like five all total points. Well. I say he scored. Well, didn't he get hurt week one last year? No, he got hurt week two. Oh, he got. Yeah, okay, he played so Pittsburgh week one. An absolute trapped. stellar, like three points week one. <laughs> it's fantastic. I just, uh, I just don't see him doing well. I, I, I want him to do well. Don't get me wrong. I just, I think that injuries have continued, have plagued him, and will continue to plague him. And I, especially with the it being up in the air, if he's even going to be ready for week one, I, I. I can see him slipping in the draft, maybe around two or three, but I don't know. That's just my thoughts there. I mean, I think he's definitely going to do better this year, and I would say I love it more than I hate it, but I'm just still the weary of the injuries and everything. I think he'll do good, though. I, I just, I've been burned by Saquon t- twice, two years in a row. I will not draft him. <laughs> there, there is a chance that at the the first round second round turn where I have back to back picks He's both available. Saquon and Chubb are available <laughs> <laughs> and I just I can't run it back I can't do the you same gotta, thing again you have to run it back no, if I, that happens I, you gotta run it back I refuse I will draft Chubb or Saquon I will not draft a tandem because apparently <laughs> what if I draft both of them <laughs> they'll probably be running backs one two this year you win the league <laughs> I, I just can't so alright but I'm sure I'm sure he'll have a good year. If he stays healthy, Saquon is Saquon. He'll be good. All right. Our our next love hate is a Trevor fan. Trevor's That's special. you know not yes. necessarily fantasy football, but it's it's Baker. I mean, I think Baker can be a quarterback too in fantasy. But even not fantasy, I think Baker's going to do great. Second half of season, he was what top five in QBR, and you have Odell coming back who's healthy. I mean, I'm, I don't know how well their chemistry is going to be, but. I think it's going to be fine. I, I think, think that it's going to be better than it was yeah. last year, which was <laughs> I absolutely think Baker, terrible. I think Baker leading the Browns to the playoffs, leading the Browns to a playoff win, even though it was you know probably more on the running backs than anything, right? You know, being the focal point of the offense, offensive but, line and the but the backs. fact that he has that confidence. Odell's never won a playoff game. Baker has. And I think Baker is now the guy in the room. I think Odell, when he got there, he was the biggest. He thought star. he was the guy. Yeah. He was the guy. And now that he's been injured, he's been humbled. He wants to play, you know, in this offense. He wants right. to be a part of it. And you know, push comes to shove. If it doesn't work out, I think this will be Odell's last year. But I think Baker will still, you know, stick around because I think Baker is important to this offense, and I think he will be successful. Fantasy wise, mm-hmm. I, I, I he, he's not really startable. Uh, I think if he's you a have QB two. A top twelve quarterback. He's a QB two if you're running, you know, bye oh, weeks yeah. or or two QB leagues and things like that. But you know, I think the Browns are going to be a really good team this year, and I think Baker's going to have a, a another pretty much what he had in the second half of the season. I think is going to be his whole season. I mean, if he, if he does what he did in the second half of last season, he's going to be close to top eight quarterback range, maybe even higher. Mm. So no. You don't I, think if, if he plays as fantasy well as he, wise, no. Well, not no, not fantasy wise, just in general. Oh, Trevor, I, I just don't think the numbers will be there. He'll be a glorified game manager, and like if the Browns are winning games, Baker's QBR QBRs high high. He's probably for less than three hundred yards every yeah. game and two like touchdowns. 220. Like yeah, 
if Baker Baker's putting up high efficiency, low volume stats, the Browns are winning games. Yeah. I am very, I, I think very, he'll very get happy. he'll 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 get mm-hmm. around four thousand yards with the seventeenth game. Probably thirty to thirty three touchdowns and maybe like under ten interceptions or ten interceptions. So those numbers are worse than what Kirk Cousins had last year. So if they win games and and it's because of Baker, then yes, I would say Bank Baker would be moving to near that top ten quarterback conversation. If it's they're winning games and the run game's really good and the receivers are open a lot and Baker's just not making mistakes and he's like he's not necessarily like winning the games, but he's not losing the games, then I think he'll remain in that twelve to fourteen range, you know, with a Kirk Cousins, with a Ryan Tannehill, like uh with even like Derek Carr is 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 near that group, and so that's that's what I think Baker will do this year, and it's fine by me. Yeah, it wins games. Oh yeah. Next up is the Titans wide receiver room, and this is this is the topic with the caveat of whether or not we believe both Julio Jones and AJ Brown can both be top twenty receivers. Yes, they can. So, Blaze, what what do you think? I want to know. I think one of them will. I'm assuming it's going to be Julio. But really, it's a hot take. Uh, in yeah, time. I would it say is, AJ yeah. Brown's the number one receiver there. Right, but if AJ Brown's the number one receiver, though, who do you think they're going to double? Who do you think defenses are going to double? Julio I don't or think AJ they Brown? can because they have to load the box for Derrick Henry. If you put the, if if the Titans' offense sets up with Henry in the backfield, two tight ends, Julio, AJ Brown, those guys are getting loose. On the outside, because you have to put eight guys in the box, and then so you're go- you may be able to double one of the two, or you are smart and have one free safety over the middle. Those guys in single coverage, and those two in single coverage are going to burn you. And so I think both are going to get open a lot, and they're both going to get thrown the ball a lot on play action and that stuff. Because I think you know Derrick Henry also is is probably one of the guys I'm fading a little bit. Even though he was a beast for me last year, I think two two thousand yard or two thousand yard rushing season mm-hmm. and two you know three hundred fifty plus carry seasons, I think eventually he's going to start to take its toll. I mean, Derrick Henry's a beast, but he's got to start showing signs of the amount of work that he's getting. And I think this might be the year where that happens, especially because they have more wide receivers or more talented mm-hmm. wide receivers that they can throw the ball more. So That's fair. I think I think they have both of those receivers have a chance to get in the top ten, especially if they still if they stay healthy. So both have dealt with injuries in the past, but if right. they stay it's, healthy, it's going to be if Julio seventeen can stay games. Healthy. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. I don't AJ think... Brown was a top twenty receiver both of his years in the NFL. So I mean, what was Corey Davis last? Corey year? Davis 30. was the thirtieth wide receiver. Thirty, and he missed. We were talking about this earlier. Actually, he missed three games, just injured. And then he put zero spots in two other games. And, and so effectively missed five games and still finished as wide receiver 30 in both PPR and non-PPR. So you put Julio in there, who's a significantly better receiver. Um, A.J. Brown's production is probably not going to dip that much. And Julio's mm-hmm. going to you know be pretty high because he's Julio Jones as long as he stays healthy, which for the most part of his career he's been a, a, you know, a beast staying healthy. I think Julio's always slightly injured. Like I yeah, but he I usually remember plays. A week where Julio's not questionable, but he always seems to play. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think and, it's entirely yeah, possible. I think so. And that offense, Derrick Henry's not a huge pass catcher. John Drew Smith 
is on the Patriots now. So he's not even there anymore. Not really a tight end threat in that offense They anymore. don't have it's, anybody else to catch the ball. It's those two, and that's it. So if the health permitting, <laughs> I think top 20 finishes are very feasible for both. So to wrap it up, we're going to talk about our boy, our Lord and Savior, Urban Meyer's new team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and in particular – that offense. There, there's a lot of interesting characters now on that offense, and that offensive room with Urban being the uh, QB keeper, zone read god, and <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, LaVisca Chenault, Travis Etienne. There's a, there's a lot of names there. So are, are we buying what Urban is selling down I, in Jacksonville? I am selling every single player on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I hate their entire <laughs> offense. I think it is going to be an absolute dumpster fire. Trevor Lawrence would be the only one that I would consider drafting. But Gardner in Minshew. our dynasty, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you said Gardner Minshew. I was like, I'm pretty sure Gardner Minshew is being okay, wanted on your team right. because he's going to be a top five quarterback, <laughs> Brian. Exactly. I'm going to hold you to that bet too, Brian. Um, yeah, that's fine. So anyway, say Trevor Lawrence is the starter. We're talking hypotheticals now, right? Right. That's so a Trevor very, Lawrence is very the starter. He'd be the only one I would want in a dynasty league. I mean, I, maybe ETN, but I think only Trevor Lawrence because I think there is a good chance Urban Meyer's out of there in two years, either by his own magical health concerns or him just getting fired because he's not that good in the NFL. Um, although I maybe consider drafting my boy Tim Tebow. Um, oh, please don't. <laughs> you can't please. keep him off the field. Did you see his blocking? I know. I it's saw so one good, good he, block. He, I fell, saw. he falls down every time he's so, he's so out of breath from all his good He'll blocking. He'll never be injured, though. If any time he gets true. hit, he falls down. Yeah. Clean bill of health. Yeah. I can't um. wait for the day he falls down into the Tebow time, like, <laughs> kneel down. Yeah. Oh, it'll happen. No, they're going to run like a like – a, a double reverse, and he's gonna like throw it to like Trevor Lawrence for a he'll touchdown. overthrow <laughs> by forty yards, but he'll throw it in mind, into though, space. Ur- Urban uses his quarterback as a non-quarterback more often times than a real quarterback. So Trevor yeah, Lawrence but, is way more athletic but, than you think. He could end up with 300, 400 rushing yards, which I mean that's a that's a decent yeah. point boost and a, it is, and a broken it is, leg but, and two but, receiving <laughs> touchdowns from Tebow like. <laughs> I'm saying stats. that will be the Jags offense is just going to be bad. Yeah, like the the preseason game was atrocious. Even though it's and they were against our, but they were against the Browns second, second team. The entire and they second couldn't team. do anything. He had one good throw and it nearly got picked. And it probably should have gotten picked if he turned his head around a little bit. The the lob to um, uh, Marvin Jones, I think. When, yes. Uh, yeah. Over Newsom. Over Newsom, and if Newsom just turns his head around, it's an interception. But anyway, I don't know what you guys think about Jacksonville, but I I don't want any any Jacksonville players. I think they will win more games than last year. How many games did they win last year? Two, one, one, one. I think they will win two games this year. <laughs> okay. Oh, hell yeah! Get that get that number one. Pick yeah, again. I think they'll they'll finish better than the Texans. I think that's fair. Really? If, if Deshaun Watson. I was going to say, who's going to be the Texans quarterback? Tyrod Taylor, baby. Ty God, baby. <laughs> Mr. Lung Puncture yeah, guy unless himself. Unless he gets a needle to the lungs, I think he's yeah. finally got a starting job again. Yeah. Anyway, 
No, I, yeah, I that's agree my two cents about with, Jacksonville. With your your take on the Jags, the cat like the the opposition though is, if you look at just their skill positions, they're not bad. At wide receiver, you have Chenault, Marvin Jones, and DJ Chark. As a wide receiver trio, Ooh. that is that is pretty decent. It's and then okay. you also have in your running back room, Etienne, who's basically a wide receiver with his pass-catching yeah. ability. You have James Robinson, who was a revelation last year as an undrafted rookie. And their mm-hmm. third best running back is Carlos Hyde, who isn't awful, especially in a short yardage goal line situation. Like That's a decent amount of talent to surround a rookie quarterback with. Their offensive line's still pretty bad. Don't know what their play-calling situation is going to look like. And their defense isn't great. But they got some skill position players there, so yeah. if Florence gets on but the roll, they could put up they could put up some stats. The the but is they've had those same skill position players last year. Um with with my, our boy Gardner Minshew as the quarterback. No, it was and according um, to Blake. It was uh, what's his name? Um, Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Oh, yeah, That's Mike how I was like it was too. not but Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Minshew was Gardner got, Minshew did start a fair amount of games. Yeah, and then he got benched yeah, for Mike Glennon. They were terrible. <laughs> They took him out because they wanted that first pick because they knew Gardner was too good. Yeah. All I'm saying is I will fade all Jacksonville players until they show me they can actually do something. All right. Mike Glennon had like two absolute dimes in the first quarter against the Browns last year. Yeah, and I was like, are we really going to get torched by Mike Glennon? He did. He did. Uh. And then we almost lost that game. I, I hope he starts just for the sake of more Mike Glennon memes. <laughs> is he still on the Jags? I don't think he is. I have no. Is he even in the league? <laughs> I don't know where he is. Some, I assume he's somewhere. He's a, he's a decent uh, backup let me, quarterback. Let me look at the uh, the rosters here. All right. Well, but while no, Trevor yeah, is it, looking that up, we're gonna we're gonna wrap old, up. He yeah, is the, he is the New York Giants quarterback. Okay. So Daniel the, Jones replaces. Yes, I was gonna say he is the backup to Daniel. He might not even be the backup. He might be third string. I don't know where he is. <laughs> The backup to who, Trevor? Daniel Jones. What? Who did I say? I don't Wait, know did you say the Giants or the Jets? The Giants. Giants. Oh, I thought you said the Jets, and you said no. Daniel Jones. I was like, huh? Well, huh? okay, these are the Giants' three quarterbacks. Uh, Mike Glennon, Daniel Jones, and Clayton Thorson. So I have a feeling Mike Glennon is the backup. Probably. <laughs> so I don't know who yeah. Clayton Thorson is. Wasn't he the Northwestern quarterback? I think uh, so, yeah. Yeah, he was familiar. drafted in 2019 out of Northwestern. All right. All right. Cool. Well, I mean, that, that wraps it up. Podcast mm-hmm. episode one, season one is in the books. Um, I think that went pretty well. we'll definitely oh, definitely yeah. go better as we get a little more experience. Yeah. But, uh, as Trevor realizes what the theme of this podcast yeah, as is. Trevor realizes he's part of a fantasy football part podcast. I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll get do going that. a little bit. Or we'll just cut Trevor. I mean, yeah. It's up to the fans. You decide. If you're listening. All of the fans. Um, yeah. We'll replace him with Mike Glennon. Dude, if yeah. we could get Mike Glennon. If we could get Mike Glennon. Our goal should be get a bunch of third-string quarterbacks to just interview on the show. <laughs> and Will I Am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, next time you'll be hearing from us, it will be a post-draft and draft recap episode as – as we said in the early on in the podcast, our draft is about twenty hours from now. So ab- mm. after that, we'll take a couple of days, look at our teams, and then we'll do a uh, draft recap podcast and maybe, like we said, a playoff prediction. 
so we can get a little bit of non-fantasy in there for Trevor so he doesn't feel like he's unprepared for the whole, whole thing, which he yes. was. Um, mm-hmm. So that's all. So All right. Great job, Thanks everybody. We'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Adios. See you guys. Bye. We got a number one victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite, we about to get down. get down. Ten kills on the board right now. Just wiped out Tomato Town. My friend just gone down. I revived him. Now we're heading southbound. Now we're in the Pleasant Park streets. Look at the map. Go to the mark sheet. Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today. You can take me to Mayan, but not Loot Lake. I really love to chug chug with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. He says, Hey, Broski, you got some heals in the shield pot? I need healing and I am only at 1 HP. Hey, dude, sorry, I found nothing on this safari. I checked the upstairs of that house, but not the underneath yet. There's a chest that's just down there. The storm is coming fast and you need heals to prepare. I've got V-Bucks that I'll spend more than you can contend. I'm a cool pro Fortnite gamer. Cool pro Fortnite. Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today. You can take me to Meyer, but not Loot Lake. I really love to chug chug with you. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. weekend take me to loot lake let's change the game mode and we can just go dominate let's hop on an atk take me to the zone i'm running kind of low on mats i need to break some stone roast in almost fancy clothes he's got renegade raider and he's probably a pro he just shot my back i turn back and i attack i just got a victory royale a victory royale Take me to your Xbox to play Fortnite today You can take me to Marshley Meyer But not Loot Lake 